This week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup before the best events happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday the 16th of March, and joining me in the studio today is Michael. Hello. And Patrick. Hello. Hello. What have you guys got then? I'm going to be talking about a beer school, um, a couple of exciting things happening at the Ashmolean, and a poetry open mic in Jericho. Uh, I'm also going to be talking about beer, um, <laughs> and seeds, and a meeting. Excellent. I'll be talking about Jane Austen, uh, some little helpful elves, and High Rise. Just before we get started, have a look on our Twitter feed, and you might be in with a chance to win a pair of tickets to go see Oxford City Stars at home. It's their final league game of the season, that's happening this Sunday at 6.15. So all you have to do is follow us, Daily Info Oxford, and retweet the picture. It couldn't be easier. And it sounds like quite a big game. Yes, yeah, they're against the Bracknell Hornets, so it should be a good one. I love the names of those teams. It's always always very tempting to go and see what they actually look like. Yeah, no, they're not quite so waspish. That's good. Okay, cool. <laughs> or shiny. Amazing. Um, so if you, uh, if you do that, um, you might want to go for a drink afterwards. Um, I don't know if the game probably isn't on Thursday, if the competition is still running. Nope. <laughs> um, however, which is a good thing. Um, but uh, this Thursday is St. Patrick's Day. It falls every year. It's about the only Saint's Day name that we celebrate kind of universally. Um, which is great for mm. me. Um, <laughs> so I'm lucky. And it's always a blast. I tend to go to the pub. Um, some people wear hats. Uh, a lot of Guinness is drunk. If you want to do something specific, um, you could go to Wahoo Bar, who are doing an Oxford Beatles uh, gig. They are a tribute band. Also, the Jericho Tavern are hosting a folk and Irish classics night. That's 7pm, six, uh, £6 pounds tickets. Um, O'Neill's are also doing St. Patrick's Day all week this week. They're kind of doing St. Patrick's Day all year, really. Yeah, that's but it's a really good week for them, so you're guaranteed <laughs> to see hats there, I should think. Lola Low are also doing St. Patrick's Day night on the day itself and if you want to do Irish things at other times um, there are other things you can do in Oxford um, for example the Irish Society has a Cara club uh, they meet every first Friday of the month at Headington Conservative Club um, and also the Half Moon has very regular folk sessions um, every Sunday from 8pm till often very late Fabulous oh, yes. It's going to be a great one Yeah My only St Patrick's tradition weirdly is making um, my only foray into baking, which is the chocolate Guinness cake. Oh, I love chocolate Guinness cake. You've, had, you've, you've oh, experienced this. Yeah, it's the best cake. So Guinness goes in, it looks black, you know, um, cream cheese on the top like the head of a pint. Sounds oh. amazing. It's amazing. Ideal Guinness format. Mm. So you have some other beery things, Michael. I have other beer-related events. So at the Jam Factory tomorrow night, St. Patrick's Day itself, uh, there's a beer school, which is an hour of tuition in a selection of the finest beers in the world big statement eh mm. do they define tuition they do not define tuition but tasting is promised they Excellent. will actually I think tasting would be essential for it's that not just theoretical <laughs> don't worry um will <laughs> get to understand what makes them great by actually drinking some it's always nice to know the background behind these things as well though like you know the different types of beer and how they're made mm. that's always Always a good good way to have an excuse to have another one, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, and yeah. excellent pub quiz trivia. It's true, yes. Yeah. Exactly, yes. Um, 
yeah, I realised just how un- uneducated I was when I, I, I looked things up online. From a wonderful educational resource called the Beer Academy uh, in London, um, you can see people sniffing hops enthusiastically on their on their website, um, asks, what is beer? In a rather look-around-you kind of way. What is beer? We just don't know. Uh, and they come to the conclusion that beer is nature's gift. <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> it is. And when is this beer school? This beer school is, it's, it's Thursday night at 7pm um, at the Jam Factory. Which is a nice oh. venue. Which is a very lovely venue. And has um, a good bar, so if you... That's handy. you wanted to carry on your beer education and celebration yes perfect you could, uh, you could do that is it possible like uh, when you get experts of wine do you think there's the equivalent sort of qualification to be a beer taster there is <gasps> i happen to know a little bit about this um one of my random wikipedia tangents led me to a company i think it's a small brewing company in london who will uh, assess your beer I believe there are various standards. I think camera have some standards. Okay, yeah. Um, but this company will, if you're um, uh, wanting to, to try out your new beer or find out what, why you've got a problem with your brewing process, mm-hmm. um, they will both rate your beer and give you a kind of report which you can you know, put on your website or you know, use your own uh, development advantage um, and also tell you if you've got problems, where the problems are coming from. So um, mm. I believe it was shot of a brewing company, one of our excellent, ah. excellent local breweries, um, whose website led me to... A report on one of their beers which they got commissioned so um, there clearly is a if not a formal qualification then there are certainly people who are experts in that particular field um, what an amazing job <laughs> <laughs> are you guys fans of Jane Austen's work I'm not sure I would qualify as a fan mm. um, I've uh, seen most of the TV productions I've also read Pride and Prejudice um, yeah. when I was considerably smaller um, <laughs> after the TV show um, I think the book I have has the TV thing on the front so it was a, oh, a classic right. double sell um, <laughs> and uh, I, I like the films I like mm-hmm. the period drama um, uh, I know that when Jane Austen productions are done they often uh, engender a kind of mixed response so some people clearly are very strong feeling fans which may be where you're leading um, <laughs> but um, I, I'm an interested observer I okay. would say Michael? Yeah, my experience goes um, about this far as well. Okay. I think she was very far, uh, far-sighted and in including zombies and things in her. <laughs> she, wasn't she? Yes, yes. <laughs> Amazing. Well, it sounds like this latest production from Dyer Productions is for you. So essentially, uh, Austin's Women at the Old Fire Station on Friday at 7.30 is a one-woman show and uh, this fantastic actress, Rebecca Vaughan, whizzes through 13 different characters from Jane Austen's work. Wow. That's um, quite a few. In 70 minutes. It's loads. That's a whirlwind tour. Yes. Um, Does she do all the Bennett sisters in a row? <laughs> ascending or descending? Hmm. Mm. No. What's fantastic about it is, and what I spoke to Rebecca about over Skype the other day, was the range of Austen characters that she's included in this production. And you obviously, you don't just cover the uh, well-known characters, you explore some of the perhaps less liked characters or likable characters. Yes, well, um, and both both the less likable characters and the less well-known characters. Um, I was very interested in the idea of 
creating a show that wasn't just for one group of either people who had never read Austen before or people who knew everything about it or indeed people that sort of just uh, kind of like Lizzie Bennett and maybe, I don't know, Marianne Dashwood. Um, that I, I kind of wanted to get the greatest hits, if you will, you know, the, 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 the women that people would hope to, to, to sort of see represented. But I also wanted to show actually how brilliant some of her lesser known work is. Between the ages of 15 and 19, she wrote what we now, what we call now uh, her juvenilia. And it's very funny and very brilliant. So I've got a couple of pieces, a great character called Mary Stanhope from a piece called The Three Sisters. So I've got that in there. That she Also, when she when she died, she was in the middle of writing a novel called Sanderton when she was 41. And it's obviously uh, massively unfinished. There's only about 80, 85 pages of it. Um, but it's absolutely brilliant. And a lot of people say that if she had finished it it would have been her absolute masterpiece it's very different from her other work and there's some great characters in there so I wanted to include a great character Diana Parker from there as well in her more famous novels there's some great characters that are uh, a sort of a less well-known Mrs Norris from Mansfield Park is just brilliant and again it, I wanted to kind of show that whole the, the the gamut of the female experience really so yeah I wanted a bit a bit of everything Listen to the full Oxcast interview to hear about how she created the piece, what other shows Dyer Productions have created, and hear us geeking out about Alison Weir's writing. Oh. That <laughs> sounds very it. interesting. It was a lot of fun. So that's Austin's Women at the Old Fire Station on Friday at 7.30pm. Tickets are £13 or £11 for concessions. Cool. Um, a double bill of Ashmolean happenings. <laughs> And they're both free, which is even more exciting. So the first is Elizabeth Price, winner of the 2013 Contemporary Art Society Award. Uh, Her imagination has been allowed to run riot in the museum's photographic and graphic archives. It's a video piece, like a a 20-minute film, with like score for voice and percussion. It features a chorus of museum administrators who are uh, getting together the records of the excavation of the Cretan city of Knossos. So this is a new piece? This is a new piece uh, by an extremely old city. Um, And it sounds sounds a little bit Charlie Kaufman-esque. So they use the the documents and photographs to reconstruct the, the Cretan city uh, inside the museum's computer server. Um, it was a very interesting then. TV show recently about a um, uh, an archaeological reconstruction of a, a flooded Greek harbour city, oh. um, which was also reconstructed very effectively. So this is uh, perhaps a new kind of uh, area of archaeology that's 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 growing up. So mm. it's called the Ashmoleans at the forefront. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. It's, yeah, it sounds like it's really worth a look. It's just opening uh, next Friday, uh, the 18th, and is open for a couple of months. Um, Elizabeth Price, I realised, was in Tallulah Gosh, the Oxford indie band, um, the, the longer memoried of us might cool. remember. And you mentioned it's a double bill. What's the second event? <laughs> the second event, also wonderfully free, uh, happening this Saturday and Sunday, is called Brain Hunt! Exclamation <laughs> mark. I have to say, I did read that as Bargain Hunt, which uh, I, I was... I was it's a bit different. Yeah, really. I was, I was a slight double, double take. It's exactly <laughs> kind of a supermarket suite combined with antiques in a museum. Yeah, That perhaps. seems really, yeah, Maybe viable. with their new layout, it would be a lot more 
viable it's you know, sad, in the trolley it's room. Sad, sadly not that. I could even see it being misread as Brian Hunt. Well, <laughs> just someone called Brian Hunt being at the I Ashmore have to imagine that would be Brian Blessed, but I think he would yeah. probably be the one doing the hunting. <laughs> it's inevitable, <Absolutely>. really. <laughs> so, so Brain Hunt, it's, it's a wonderful enough title that I'd almost just like to leave it hanging and entice you uh, to go and, and find out. But there uh, involves activities for all ages, um, is on during opening hours. Uh, it's about different ways of thinking about the brain. Um, there are neurosurgeons giving talks. That's cool. Uh, features on does your brain contain your personality? Um, is it just efficient technology? So they're split up into sections like the physical brain, the soulful brain, the mechanical brain, and the creative brain. Cool. Cool. And you mentioned opening hours. They are 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Exactement. Cool. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And just to mention that the Elizabeth Price um, exhibition I mentioned happening for two months, but there's an evening with the artist herself um, on Wednesday the 23rd, uh, tickets to which are £12 and £10 concessions. Wonderful. Cool. That sounds really interesting. I always mm. like going to Ashmolean for events. It's a, it's a lovely space and um, it lends itself very well to extra things happening. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. have to go along to them. Um, if you're... Uh, uh, interested in finding out about other things and those things include plants and those things include stinging plants or <laughs> yeah, it's the old uh, the old tale of uh, only stinging if, if you handle them incorrectly like yeah. like so many things in this world um, uh, you could go along to Barracks Lane Community Gardens um, which is a lovely place to go at any time it's open pretty much all the time um, in any case who are holding a nettle festival um, that is on Saturday and it's 11am uh, to 4pm um, um, and uh, the ticket price is £5 for a household, presumably that's quite a, a generous definition, um, if you've got a big family I should imagine <laughs> that would cover all of it um, or £2 per person. Now a nettle festival is a place where you can go and find out all about nettles um, have you ever eaten nettles either of you? It's something nettle derived or yeah, drink, I think drunk my, things. Yeah nettle I think drunk. I had nettle, nettle tea. soup or tea yes yeah. so um, um, they are mentioned on the on the brochure um, <laughs> you can taste and presumably make nettle soup and tea um, you can make a nettle fibre rope that's something I've always wanted to do oh. that would be mm. really cool they're very very strong and you, you can make a, you know if you've seen Ray Mears and so forth you think oh that would be wonderful if only I had the, the skills to, to construct twine um, at the point when you know post-apocalyptic gardening you would really need your own twine and I don't know if you've ever tried to kind of uh, um, slap something together to tie plants up but it, you know cable ties really aren't up to it and bits of old wire are, uh, are less than ideal so uh, homemade nettle fibre rope sounds brilliant um, so um, uh, that's at the lovely Barracks Lane Community Gardens um, there is also a community seed swap happening as part of the festival um, now I've actually run a seed swap before ah. um, admittedly at a community food event rather than a community gardening event I think probably community gardening would have been um, uh, would certainly be a, a more uh, appropriate place um, mine was extremely successful to the point that I still have a lot of seeds so perhaps <laughs> I should go along and just uh, do a donation rather than a swap yeah. um, most of them are, are still viable I'd say the, the, the carrot seeds probably not um, if anyone grows carrots um, don't keep your seed for more than about a year because they tend not to work um, mm. but um, yeah it, it sounds like it's going to be a great fun event um, the garden is a lovely place to visit anyway and um, who wouldn't want to eat nettle tea you can also make nettle pakoras um, if you if you've ever made pakoras 
what are these? So pakoras are, are, are um, it's Indian subcontinental um, sort of uh, a bit like a, a dropscon really. Um, oh. So you make a batter, um, you mix stuff into it that you want to put in it, and you fry it in a shallow pan. Um, uh, nettle pakoras uh, involve uh, pakora batter, bits of onions, and nettles just put in them, and the heat wilts the leaves and it um, destroys the sting. So oh, it's um, it's a very easy way to to ease yourself into the world of nettle eating. So, mm. um, strongly recommended. You have to make a, a dock leaf based one along the side just in case. <laughs> you could probably serve it in a dock leaf. That would be quite meta. I, <laughs> or, or, or perhaps if you don't cook it long enough that would be quite essential. <laughs> so, um, um, I, I will post a recipe on our website um, including a dock leaf probably. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> I have to talk to my dock leaf consultant about that. <laughs> Are there helpful green things now, maybe? <laughs> I'm not sure if they're green, but okay. uh, <laughs> there are certainly some little magical beings visiting the North Wall Arts Centre this Sunday uh, at 11am and 2pm. The Elves and the Shoemaker um, is being put on by a puppet theatre company called Widdishans, and, <laughs> and it tells the story of a poor shoemaker who gives his last pair of shoes away to a needy woman, basically only has one piece of leather left, to make one more pair of shoes. Did you say it's a puppet theatre company? Yes. Cool. Yeah, I looked at the pictures and it's very adorable. Mm. There's a little puppet shoemaker and he's got a tiny sewing machine, which is very sweet. Oh. There's something very compelling about puppetry. It's a, it's, it's a, it can be a very powerful art form. Yeah. yeah. Is, uh, are they small puppets or are they, are, they, are they at scale? Are they large? I think they're smaller. I don't think they're sort of human size. I think... Uh, judging by the, the how it looked, they look quite a bit smaller. Right. But it looked like the sewing machine was working. Amazing. It looked fantastic. That wow. sounds amazing. It was, yeah. Worth going just for that. Yeah. <laughs> so the show is suitable for kids age three and up, and it just looks like a really nice way to spend a morning or an afternoon just immersing yourself in this well-known tale. And the North Wall is a very lovely venue, especially for that sort of thing. It's a very intimate venue, so mm. it's, uh, it's great for... I mean, it's got quite a magical atmosphere. I mean, yeah. having been, a, uh, as I'm sure I, everyone knows, I say this, I think every time the North Wall comes up, it used to be a swimming pool, um, <laughs> uh, which is a great space, actually, for a theatre. So it's, it's got that kind of, you know, history and dual use as well. So, yeah. so it's a, a great spot for it. No, it's lovely. Yeah, so that's the Elves and the Shoemaker at the North Wall Arts Centre on Sunday at 11am or 2pm. Tickets are £8 or £6 for concession. Cool, so Michael, you have something about poetry at the Auburn Beatnik. I do. I have something at which you can see poetry being created pretty much um, from nothing. Uh, So poetry on the spot is something that happens in both Oxford and Bournemouth, um, in Oxford on the fourth Tuesday of every month, uh, so it's happening next Tuesday, at 7.30pm at the Albion Beatnik Bookstore. So this is a poetry open mic, um, which has a team of invited poets here uh, improvising, so kind of trusted people who do actually come up with great stuff. I've, I've, I've found some, some things online which I find pretty hard to, to believe came off the cuff or with about five minutes to, to be put together. So audience involvement is, of course... Uh, welcomed, bring along something you've been working on um, and even if you don't want to uh, to do that, there will be crowdsourced poems so you can yell out your ridiculous ideas and <laughs> see them get made into something beautiful. Sounds a bit like some of the Radio 4 comedy 
evening stuff, kind of fifteen-minute musical and uh, that that sort of thing. So that that sounds like the kind of the kind of vibe. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the idea, which I find a bit bewildering. Awesome prizes are promised, with the caveat that none of the prizes will actually be awesome. Um, and it sounds like there's a bit of a QI situation with the point scoring system, and that it's entirely Completely entirely random. made up, um, yes. and not based on anything. Um, that's um, Tuesday at 7.30pm at the Albion Beatnik. Cool. And the Albion Beatnik is a, a bookstore worth visiting anyway. Of course. Of course, of course, of course. I think it's the smallest place I've also played a gig in. Mm. Well, they have gigs there they quite do. regularly. They, yeah, they do. Um, which is it's a really fun environment to, to do something like that in. So if you are um, buoyed by the idea of going to a community garden, um, you might quite rightly be interested in helping or knowing what's going on with uh, the other kind of community uh, associations uh, or indeed association um, and areas that are uh, available in East Oxford. Um, so the East Oxford Community Association, most people probably know because of the East Oxford Community Centre, which they're kind of uh, heavily involved with. Um, they're having an, uh, an AGM, an annual general meeting, that is um, at the East Oxford Community Centre, and that's on Wednesday the 23rd at 7.30pm, and it is uh, fortunately free. I don't think I would ever pay to go to an AGM. Um, <laughs> but um, you can you can pay back by, by going there. Um, so uh, having been involved in a couple of kind of community groups and committees and stuff um, it's it's really important for any kind of community group to have a, a strong committee and not only that to have a strong kind of um, a sport base so the people who the committee are uh, serving and, and running the venue or the association or the whatever it is farmers market for um, uh, it's really important to have a strong base of people who care about what's going on and are involved um, which can mean anything from just turning up to AGMs to volunteering or just kind of keeping an eye on stuff and, and giving ideas really um, so um, if you are interested in what's happening at the Sox Community Centre uh, a very diverse hub of our local community um, then do go along on Wednesday the 23rd to uh, find out where it's at, uh, what's happening with the council takeover of the of the building. Uh, as I understand it, that's happening for three years, but it may be a little bit, a little bit less. So it's it's a kind of pivotal time, and um, even if uh, you're not sure that you want to get involved with kind of being on committees or whatever, um, I would recommend going along and just listening to what's what's going on and, and seeing how you can maybe I mean even just suggest things really for, for, for what you can do to make it um, the kind of place that you want to see um, on your local streets so um, uh, yeah and of course you can always just go there and go to Cat Weasel which is the uh, probably the most famous uh, 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 thing that's on there the only thing that's in the newspapers um, so that is again at uh, uh, 7.30 on Wednesday <laughs> the 23rd <laughs> not not tonight not, not, not right. Categorically the 23rd. No. Even without Orla, do we have a, a cinema pick of the week? Yes, we do. I've stood in for Orla this week and chosen High Rise. Based on the novel by J.G. Ballard, it stars Tom Hiddleston, who is in everything at the moment. You might have been enjoying his presence in The Night Manager on BBC. Or not. Or not. If you didn't, why don't you send us a review? Oh, yes. Be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> stars him, Jeremy Irons, uh, Sienna Miller and lots of other well-known faces. High Rise is basically the story of uh, society crammed into a very tall building. So Lang is a doctor and he's on the 27th floor, so he's sort of middle class. But the higher up you go, 
the wealthier they are. So the super rich will chill out on the top floor with horses and lots of swimming pools, while the lower residents make do on the lower floors. So essentially, as predicted, bad things happen and the lower orders rebel against the system and all the residents in the tower block begin looking very inwardly and chaos ensues. So it sounds like a kind of dystopian combination of 1984, The Raid, Snow Pierce and um, uh, Brave New World. Yeah, I think that sums it up nicely. <laughs> Amazing. Check out our cinema listings to find out when High Rise is on. And uh, uh, you can see when pretty much anything on in Oxford is on in our event system. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, uh, on Facebook and on Instagram. We are Daily for Oxford on pretty much all the social networks. And you could subscribe and pluck this wonderful podcast out of the sky and uh, land it on your device from iTunes or any other podcast provider. And don't forget to enter our Oxford City Stars competition. Yes, win some tickets. It'll be a great game. Daily, daily, daily info. Mm. Daily, daily, daily info. Mm. Daily.